This chazor is saying that Shabbos has shvag. Remember, Yehuda Mesechas Bava Kam Daf Mem Hey. Zok the Mishnah of an ox was sentenced to death and is being led to be stoned, and the owner then makes it hegdish. It does not become hegdish if he shechted it. Then its meat is also. However, if it was made hegdish before the sentence was handed down, it does become hegdish. If it was shechted before the sentence, the meat is muter. Zok the Mishnah Vayter. If the owner of an ox gives it to a shemer chinam a shayil a shemer socher or a soicher, these people take the place of the owner and are responsible for any damage that the ox causes. If the animal is a muud, they pay full damages. If it's a tam, they pay chatinazek. Zok the Mishnah says with regard to an ox that killed a person, if before the verdict was decided, the owner sold it, the sale is valid. If he was magnesh, it becomes hegdish. If he shechted it, it's meat is mutter. If it, it, it killed while in the rishos of a shoimer, and he returned it to its owner before the verdict, it's considered as returned to the owner. Once the verdict was handed down, the sale would not be a valid sale. The animal would not become hegdish. If it was shechted, the meat would be also. If it was possession of a shoimer and he returned it to the owner, it is not considered as returned to the owner. Biakov says, even after the verdict, if the shoimer gave it back to the owner, at that point, it's considered to be returned. Maybe we can say they argue regarding whether a person can take something that's Osir Bahano and say, here's the thing that belongs to you. Meaning whether the Shemri can tell the owner of the ox that has become Osir Bahano, he can say, here's your physical ox, although it's now Osir, and I have hereby returned it to you. The Rabbanon say that one can't do so, and Rabbi Yabaka says that one can do so. Maybe that's Machlaikis. Rabbi said, no, all hold that one may say this, because if they argue about this, they should argue about Chomet on Pesach. Rather, Machlaikis is whether Bezin can conduct the case when the ox is not present. The Rabbanon say the ox must be present, and therefore the owner can tell the Shemir, if you would have given the ox to me, I could have hit it to prevent it from coming to Asurban. No, Rabbi Yaakov says that it does not have to be present, and therefore the Shemir can tell the owner, in any case, the axe the, the ax would have become Asur. And it was not the Shemir's giving it to the Bezin that caused it to become Asur. Mar explains the Rabbanon Darsh in the Pesach of Ashur Yisachal V'gamba all of Yuma Satish, that just as your owner cannot be judged unless he was present in the Bezin, the same holds true for the ox. Rabbi Yaakov says a person must be present at his court case to be able to put forth a defense. The ox is not capable of doing so, and therefore he doesn't have to be there. Bryce says there are four people that take the place of your owner with regard to being responsible for the damage of the axe. If while under the watch the axe is the axe kills a person, if it was a time the animals the animals put to death and they are potter from paying kaifer. If the animal was a muid, it must be put to death and kaifer must be paid, and all but the shemerchina would be chayv to pay the value of the axe to the owner. What's the case? If the shemer guarded the axe, then all the shemer should be potter. If they did not guard it properly, then even the shemerchina would be chayv. Bryce says the case where they guarded with a low-level guarding, but not with a high-level guarding. For a Shemachinim, that's considered sufficient, and he's potter. For all the others, it's insufficient, and therefore they would be chayv. Whose view does the Brisa follow? If it follows Rameh, who says that a muid must be watched with a high level of watching, and that a soicher is treated like a shemerchinam, then the Brisa should say, if the animal was a muid, it must be put to death, and, and kaifer must be paid, and all but the shemerchinam and the soicher would be chayv to pay for the, the value of the ox to the owner. If the Brisa follows Rabbi Hudu, who says that the low level watching suffices for a muid, then the Brisa should say that if it's a muid, all the shemer are put from kaifer, because the Brisa is causing where a low, a low level watching was done. So Rabbi Hudu said, that the Brisa follows Rabbi Yezer, who says that the only way to guard a muid is to shecht it. There's no way to guard a muid. And regarding a soicher, he holds like a behud that a soicher is treated like a shemir socher. Abayi said the Brisa can even follow a mayor, and, we'll fo- and we will follow the view of a mayor according to Ra- Rabbi Baravua, who said that a mayor is the one who said that a soicher is like a shemir socher, and a behud is the one who said that it's like a shemir chinam. Zakhmer Avaiter Balaza said if a person gave his axe to a shemir chinam and the axe then damaged, the shemir is chayiv. If the axe was damaged by others, the shemir is part of it. What's the case? If the shemir accepts the responsibility for its damages, then he should also be chayiv. In the second case, also, if he didn't, then why should it be potter in the first case? So Rava said the case is that he accepted responsibility for its damages, but the shemer realized that this axe has a tendency to gore. In such a case, we can assume that the shemer accepted responsibility for the axe damaging others, but not for others damaging the axe, because he believes that other animals will be afraid of this axe and will not damage it anyway. 
Zok the next the next Mishnah. If the owner tied his ox with a rein or locked the gate properly in front of it, and the animal got loose and damaged, our mayor says the owner would still be chayiv, whether the animal is a tam or a muad. Rabbi Huda says if the animal is a tam, the owner would be chayiv. If it's a muad, he'd be potter because the pasuk regarding a muad says and this person did guard the muad. Rabbi Yehuda says the only way to guard, uh, guard a muad is to shecht it. What's the reasoning of our mayor? He holds that an ordinary ox is not in a state of being guarded, and the pasuk says uh, that a tam is chayiv, which would teach that a low level of guarding should suffice for a tam. The pasuk regarding a muad then says, and the owner did not guard it, which teaches that it needs a high level of guarding. We then learn from Xerish Shava on the word negicha that just like a muad needs a high level of guarding, a tam needs a high level of guarding as well. Yehuda holds that an ordinary ox is in a guarded state. Therefore, when the Torah says that a tam must pay, it's teaching that the tam must be watched with a high level of watching. When the pasuk by muad says, and the owner did not guard it, it's a Again, teaching that a high level of watching is needed, which is something that was already taught, and therefore it's uh, it, it's coming to limit the halacha regarding a mood and teach that a mood requires a lesser level of watching. The fact that it was repeated teaches that although a may use exerish shavah teach that it should apply to a time as well. Rabbi Huda will say that the pasuk says, and the owners did not watch it, which teaches that this to, to apply this leniency only to a mood. A mood needs a lower level of watching, but a time will require still that higher level of watching. Sachmaravaita Bryce says, Rabbi Yisman Yaakov says, if an animal was a time or a mood and it was guarded even with a less Level a uh, lesser level guarding, he's potter. His reasoning is that he holds like a that a lesser level guarding is sufficient for a muid. He also holds like a shove, which compares it to a the tam to a muid. Rather, Rahala said, Rabbi Yehuda said he's potter, he's potter with a lesser level guarding only with regard to the muid part of the ox. However, the tam part remains that he be chayev for that part of the chatinezek of the tam. Rav said a muid for goring with the right horn is not a muid for goring with the left horn. Who does this follow? He can't follow Ramea because Ramea says that a Tam and a Muad need the same level of watching. So, what would be the difference as to which horn is Muad? He's not teaching regarding payment for Tam versus payment for Muad because that has been taught numerous times. We were talking about the guarding, so there should be no difference whether right, left horn doesn't make a difference. He also can't be following Rabbi Huda and teaching that if he did a lesser guarding, he would be potter for damage of the Muad horn and Chai for damage of the Tam horn because he would still be Chai for the Tam portion of the Muad horn. And for the Gemara, he's following Rabbi Huda, but he argues in a rather Hava and holds that the only way we can find a single animal possessing characteristics of a tam and muid is if it's a tam with one horn and a muid with the other. However, an animal that's a muid with both horns will not have any part of a tam in it. Rabbi said, Rabbi Yezu's view is based on the passage of Eloi Yishmerenu, which teaches that the axe can no longer be properly guarded. Abai asked, according to this, we should similarly dash in the words with regard to a bar to mean that it can no longer be properly covered, and this would not be correct because the mission says that a bar that is properly covered will be potter. Rather, Abai said, the reason Rabbi Yezu is like a Nostan of Abraiz, who says, teaches that a person may not keep a vicious dog or a rickety ladder in his house. Similarly, here, Eloi Yishmerenu means that it should not be kept and therefore should be shechted. Had the Perek, Perek, Shor, Shonorach, Dalit, Vehei.